Welcome to the Elliot Confidential Podcast. My name is Christopher Elliot. I'm here with Aaron Elliot and Aiden Elliot. It's we good are, to be here. It's good to be here too, yeah. We are coming to you from Istanbul, Turkey today. We made it all the way from South Africa. Hallelujah. Long flight. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's yeah. what we were singing on the way here. We, we are very happy to be out of South Africa. It was a long two months. Very long two months. And uh, and I and I, I think that we saw all that we needed to see. We saw. Would you? I mean, that would be the diplomatic way. But all right. that we need to see and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We saw a lot of South Africa, and I think that now coming to Turkey, we can appreciate a place like Turkey way more. You know. Yes, absolutely. In this episode, we are going to talk about how we got here and. But we're going to talk a little bit about the air travel experience on an overnight flight. I just did a story for the Washington Post about how to sleep on an overnight flight. Um, we're also going to discuss everything that we've seen so far in Turkey for the last 48 hours, our impressions of Istanbul, and whether or not it might be a good destination for you to visit. And we're going to also discuss emergencies on the road. So, I'm not going to say let's get started, but... Um, you already did. <laughs> Too late. Let's go with the, uh, the trip here, Aiden. This was actually... We flew here on Turkish Airlines. This was your very first experience in business class. Yeah. What did you think? Not, well, uh, I want to say one thing before I go ahead, and it, it, I want to say that it was not Aaron's first. I've been bitter about that for a very long time. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, I want to even it out. I want to make it so that way I go on a business class flight and he goes and coach, you know, just to even things out. But it was very nice. It was a very nice flight. Um, talked to some inter- interesting characters on the flight, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people in business class, you know, they have the business class attitude. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's, that's fine. You know, they have the... Well, well, to describe what what is business, what's the difference between the people that you meet in business class, in the front of the plane, and economy class? Okay, in economy class, it's like, oh, sorry, no, no problem. Hey, I'll I'll do this for you, actually. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, no, I'll put that up there. That's fine. And in business class, it's, do it, you fool. Who do you think I am? You know who I am. Who do you think I am? (laughs) Do you see this face? You don't recognize it. And Aaron, you are sitting next to Aiden. I'm calling corporate. They will fire you on the spot. Yes, you saw what was going on. Yeah, yeah. There were some interesting characters. Uh, The person person in front of me at one point refused to wear a seatbelt as we were landing. Um, And then the person next to that one guy, he started complaining because the directions, uh, they were giving directions, the safety instructions in Turkish. And he said... I don't understand Turkish. Why is this in Turkish? On Turkish Airlines. That's very good. It's a good accent you're doing. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Oh, wait, I don't was even he Afrikaner? South African oh, of course. Accent. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I I really liked business class. They've uh, Turkish Airlines has done a very nice job uh, with business class. The service was great. They you know came by and made sure that we were taken care of. Always had drinks and. Oh yes. They. Because we are all on a plant-based diet, we asked in advance for the meals, and it was actually uh, a little bit less elaborate than I thought it was going to be. They they served us salads and curry, 
But it was good, though. Yeah, I, my, I thought I liked it. My first business class experience with food was, you know, not exactly what I expected. I expected it to be a little bit more. Maybe some more drinks, because we were only actually given drinks twice. It was an overnight flight. I know. And then how was the sleep experience? Because they, they had these lie flat seats in business class. But I'll tell you what, the lemonade, the lemonade was good. Back to the lie flat seats. <laughs> I, just, I had to finish that thought. The lemonade was very good. Okay. Uh, the lie flat seats are not what they're made out to be. Okay. See, I like to sleep with my legs apart. Maybe that's just because I'm a man. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, you can't do that on the lie flat mm-hmm. seats. No. Um, I kind of like counteracted that by blasting like a ton of cold air at me. That kind of worked. I got about three and a half hours of sleep, which is three and a half hours more than I got in coach, so I'm happy. And that's three and a half more hours than I got. I didn't sleep at all on the plane. Oh. I tried. And it's Aaron, funny. Did you sleep? You guys are the ones who always sleep in coach. And then the second we get into business class, you, sleep so, in the, you don't sleep well, at all. I am so used to sleeping standing uh, on standing? a plane. Or, I'm sorry. Sitting. I'm so used to sleeping sitting. So you're like a bird. <laughs> maybe maybe when, when that... Ambient, it feels like I'm standing. Well, when that ambient vibration oh, comes into play, you can only sleep yeah. standing up. You know. Hey, but you know what though? I didn't use my noise canceling headsets, and I should have because the noise canceling headsets actually do make a huge difference. They they were giving you don't out get the the vibration from the engine. They were giving out free noise canceling headsets. Yeah. Now, I know that sounds like it sounds like you can take the noise canceling headsets with you. No, they they took it at the end of it, but it was very nice noise. They did a really headset. weird thing at the end where they took away half an hour before they took away our headsets and replace them with different headsets that were not noise canceling, which I've never seen anyone do. It's, that oh, wow. was very strange. Why did they do that? I didn't even notice it because I was sleeping. That's right. Yeah, you, mm. you were... Yeah, I don't think you even had breakfast on the plane. No, I was... They I was, just they came by and said, wake up, I was we're landing. Down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say this is, uh, if you're more than six foot... You're going to have a hard time fitting into those yeah. lie flat seats. Yeah, fly private, right? Yeah, because those lie flat seats, like I tried going into them, and I could really barely fit. And the worst part about it is I couldn't bend my legs while I was fully, uh, fully yeah. lie flat, which for me is a big no-no because I kind of like sleeping in the fetal position. Not exactly, but it's kind of like that. Is if you like bending your legs and tossing and turning and finding the right position, you're not going to like it because basically uh, you have to uh, be pointed straight up and uh, you have to have a seatbelt on while you're sleeping. That's right. They, Wait. That you have to have a seatbelt on. Oh, yeah. On. That was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know what I really liked was when we were flying TAP Air Portugal from San Francisco to Lisbon and they had uh, – the plane was maybe half empty. So you had a whole row of seats. You could lift up the armrest and just go to sleep there. And that actually was a really good... I, I mean, I don't think I really slept that much, but you could sleep. Yeah. So, actually, yeah. to a certain extent, it was better because you could actually move your legs around there. Well, I like... You know what? I am a, a weird kind of passenger. I like being left alone on the plane. I don't want anyone coming over and going, would you like another drink? Would you like something? I just want people, especially on an overnight flight, I just want to be left alone. But that's just me. Yep. Anyway... Uh, we're here now, and we have gone from, we've experienced climate shock. We've gone from late summer, early fall in Cape Town to early spring in Istanbul. Quite and different. It's quite different. Mm. It's not only a climate shock, but also a culture shock, because everyone here speaks Turkish. Not a lot of people here speak English. But I'm still trying to get over like the, just the difference in temperature. It's much drier here. We're still at sea level. 
but I just feel like you know it's very very different. How about you guys? Same. I, I think that it's not as different. I mean, yes, it's drier here, but it's still raining. It's spring, which is like spring and fall. I mean, they they don't have much uh, differences. Like in terms, like it's, for example, fall in South Africa, but here it's spring. So you know, it's gonna be you're gonna have sorry, you're gonna have the same sorts of things: rain, uh, maybe choppier weather. Yeah. But but the days here are getting longer as opposed to shorter and right. And when when we were in Paral, uh, just north of Cape Town, it had already started feeling a lot like fall, where yeah. it was raining a lot. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. There's the a top. certain fall feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's it. Feels a little bit so. There, there is that similarity. Yeah, and, and here with the late spring feeling, I, I feel like I'm coming out of uh, spring skiing. It remind the the weather here, even though we're not up in the mountains and it's not snowing at all. I just feel like skiing because that's does, what the yes. weather tells me. It tells me, hey, ski it's vibe. ski time, Iden. <laughs> yeah, right. It does have that vibe. Um, I want to make sure our listeners have something useful from this, uh, and uh, one of the things that we experienced was trying to get connected. The moment that you land in a new country, you know, you have a choice of either using the, the your international plan on your cell phone, which can be very expensive, or getting a SIM card. And we lost, famously lost our access to Google Voice because we were out of the country for too long. Google Fi. Google Fi. Google Fi, thank you, yes. Google Fi, which is our cellular plan. Um, we still kind of have access to Google Voice. But then, um, so we've been using SIM cards. We used a SIM card in South Africa, and then when we arrived in Istanbul, the first thing we did was go and try to find a SIM card for our phone. And Aiden, can you explain what happened next? Ooh. So I'll tell you what, this is probably a scam, like just a total scam. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why is because we went to two places and got radically different prices. So. One thing was true, and that was that the government defines minimum data numbers per month for people that come in. I guess they assume that people just use cellular data instead of a, a Wi-Fi router. So they say, okay, when you come into the country, the minimum number of gigabytes you can buy per month is 20 gigabytes. And then on top of that, you know, some call and some text. So you got the whole shebang there. You're gonna have no issues with cellular data while you're here if you buy that plan. But, and this is a big but, Okay, that came out wrong. Uh, but that we went to two <laughs> big butt. Okay, we—they're looking at me funny right now. A lot. So <laughs> we we went to one place on one side of the airport and another place on the other side of the airport. The one on the first side we went to said forty dollars, I think, per person. It's forty euros. Forty euros per and, person. And they told us that that was that the price would be the same wherever you went. Yeah, Which... the price would be the same wherever you went. Then we went to the other place. It was in a big line. It was $31. We walked five steps and we got a $9 difference per person. Yeah. Sorry, nine euro difference. Yeah, so yeah. you know it's good. And we and I think we got more gigabytes too. Anyway, we should say though that a SIM card is the little card that you put into your phone. I should have explained that. That allows wait, you to... Wait. You need to explain that. Well, I don't know. I, you know what, uh, old guy like me doesn't necessarily know what a SIM card is. Hey, kids! Why, when I was young, but, we walked backward in the snow to school. Yeah, yeah, we had to fight dinosaurs on our way to <laughs> yeah. summer camp. I have to say though, there are some. There is a benefit to having a local SIM card. Firstly, you get a local number, mm -hmm. and that means that you get to call other local numbers basically free. You get a certain amount of texts. 
which is very helpful um, mm. if, if in certain cases. And then uh, what else? Oh, also, but stay you can... away from Vodacom because Vodacom will Vodacom send is spam evil. cards. Vodacom is evil. Vodacom is evil. I will say that for the rest of my life. Vodacom is Don't evil. Don't do business with you, Vodacom. You want to know the funny thing about Vodacom? Vodacom, they keep sending us text messages. They're the most annoying thing. You block their number. They have a new number that sends you more promotional text messages. It never goes. And calls. And calls, and, too. And calls. Yeah, you, you get to, calls, I mean, too. I had to take... I was so happy when I took my Vodacom SIM card well, out for the, South You want to know the funny thing about it when we were taking out the Vodacom cards? I swear to God, Vodacom adds a little sticky substance to the back of their cards yes. to stick to your SIM card tray because they had so much trouble getting the Vodacom cards out of our phone. Yes. This is like an evil, they're permanent. evil yes, company. They're absolutely permanent. Well, evil. Here's, evil. Um, here's background. Vodacom basically is Vodafone. If you've ever been to Europe, Vodafone is one of the cellular providers. Vodacom uh, is owned by the same parent company, but it operates in South Africa. So yeah. Vodacom, you're only going to have to deal with them in South Africa. But other than that... No, they have them in Turkey too. Yeah, that's Vodafone. Why I no, just, they have Vodafone. Right, I'm just not even going to use... Anything that begins with Voda, I'm not using yeah. after that experience. No, no, no. But I, it It's all the same okay. to me. All the same. I'm afraid that they're going to spam me. And that, I mean, it was so annoying. I would get these phone calls and it would say, press one now. And then it would say, you may have already won, which is ridiculous. You're paying them for this data and then they're spamming you as well. Yeah. Crazy, just crazy. It's all terrible. right. So uh, we're, we're all connected. We got our plans. And, and I should say that it's significantly less than getting a cellular plan in the United States. Like we were paying more than $200 for all, our, all of our calls and text messages and our plans with data. And, uh, and now we're down to, I think, we're less than $100. It was actually less than $80 for, all, for the three of us put yeah. together. Actually, you can, do, you can directly compare the unlimited plans to the 20 gigabyte plans here because they have a limit on the fast, high-speed data. And if each of us used 20 gigabytes, we would have gotten to the, to the fast speed limit very, very quickly because yeah. I think it's at like 30 gigabytes or something. So here we each have 20 gigabytes ourselves for about a hundred, it was actually about $81 USD. Yeah, they would have throttled our data if we'd gone over uh, the limit on our unlimited plan. Exactly. Anyway, it was a good thing. Exactly, so basically that's $200 for 30 gigabytes for three people or $81 for 20 gigabytes a pop. That is a good deal here. Yeah, so my recommendation is definitely go for the SIM card if you can. It's not much of a hassle. You just get off the plane, go down to the store, buy the SIM card, yeah. problem solved. Anyway. Let's talk a little bit about Turkey because we're here now. We're staying at a beautiful hotel right along the Bosphorus. And today we did a lot of touring. Yesterday and today, yesterday we took a boat tour up the Bosphorus. And uh, we saw all of the, the bridges and, the, and it, it was just an amazing experience. And then today we also did some more touring. So uh, highlights for you guys? Cats. Oh, okay, yeah, let's talk about the cats. Yeah, even, even on the yacht that they put us on we were seeing cats along the river yeah and then once we got off the the yacht <laughs> it sounds weird to say that uh and we took a walking tour of the city today we saw so many cats yeah they, they were had so a, they, cute they gave us a nice tour on a private boat which was really nice yeah i mean i'm looking at right now i'm looking at you Aiden, and behind you i'm just seeing this the silhouette of the city with the uh the Turkish mosques flags. And it's the sun is setting. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah, it's, look at that Turkish flag. Nice. They love 
I will say this, you'll be surprised because I thought this was an American thing. They don't even do it like this in America, but they have huge Turkish flags everywhere. Yes, they're very proud of the fact that they're Turkish. Everywhere, they're almost as proud as the Pakistanis. And did you know, fun fact, Pakistan is the most proud, most nationalistic country in the world. That does not surprise me. I loved, well, I saw that Netflix documentary about the cats of Istanbul. And I thought that someone had just gotten very creative, but it's true. Yeah. Everywhere you go, there are cats here, and people take good care of them, and they're very friendly. And they're so, so adorable. We have. We're going to post cat pictures with this. Oh podcast, yes, you need to course. put. You need to put my cat pictures as the front of the of the of the podcast. And Aaron, what did you think of uh, the city? Oh, you know what? The the city reminds me so much of Portugal, Lisbon, in particular. You know, it is the same sort of thing. It's a city built on a hill. Istanbul, though, it's so much bigger. And there's so much uh, in the city that's uniquely Turkish. You can walk anywhere and you can find little shops that'll sell you baklava. Oh, yes, lots of baklava. Oh, (laughs) we should tell them about the, the donuts that we bought. Yeah, well, we went, we ended today. So yesterday we did the tour up the river and today we did a tour of the city and we ended at the spice market which is a big tourist trap. Don't go there to buy things. Uh, our tour guide was very helpful. She said, go just off the market. There are some other stalls and you can get things much cheaper there. Mm. But go to the spice market to get photos. And then we ended up going there and getting, we ended up getting Turkish sweets and in Aydin you had donuts. Oh yes, those Turkish delights were incredible by the oh, way. Yeah. Get rose flavor. A rose flavored Turkish delight is one of the best things you can get here. Not one of the best things you can get here, though, are these. Uh, what do you? How 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 could I describe it? It's these donuts, these Turkish donuts that are fermented. No, not not fermented. They're they're just dipped in honey. And they're it's kind drenched. Of gross. They are drenched, absolutely drenched in sugar syrup. Yes, they love sweet things here. Oh yeah. And so what happened was that we actually went and, and ate these and then we had a we had a, a sugar crash okay sugar well, high and then we had a crash yeah we, we were we, we just sleep. woke up we just woke yeah, up from yes. the long nap what i wanted to say was brined because that's how it feels like when you eat these you feel like these donuts have been brined in sugar because mm-hmm. it's at this point it doesn't even feel like bread it feels like a grainy uh, a, a grainy donut shaped item that is 99% sugar syrup i mean Look, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. When I first took a bite out of it, I mean, I'm, I'm not very proud of this, but I actually did kind of like it. But now, after the sugar crash, I can honestly tell you that the flavor is not worth the experience. Yeah, you slept for three hours after you, having three that. hours. Yeah, you were. I, I thought that was thirty hours. minutes. No, no, you were. Down oh for my a god, long time. it's dark okay. almost outside uh, now. So I, I, I went to sleep listening to music and I woke up and I was like, what is this noise? Why, why, is, why do I hear someone spraying a bottle? And I looked on my phone and Google auto, uh, auto recommended me all the way over to people spraying water bottles onto microphones. Wow. And that's a way that people like to, that, that's a way that people like to relax. You're listening to the Elliot Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliot here with Aiden Elliot and Aaron Elliot. All right, last topic is emergencies on the road because we have experienced several emergencies. The, I think the one that what I would consider an emergency is when no one understands you. So we're on this boat and our guide doesn't speak any English. So what happened then, Aaron? Well, basically, thank goodness Google exists. So we, we uh, opened up Google Translate 
and they have an interpreter mode. And it works good. It works yeah, really, really great. Good. And we use that to talk with the guy, you know. It's, it's fascinating, you know. Here in Turkey, people don't have much English education. You know, when they're in the fourth grade, uh, I was told, in the fourth grade, they start studying English. And it's not to a very high level. It's mainly just to pass tests. So It's entirely to pass tests, apparently. So yeah. people don't, they learn it and they forget it. It's yeah. just so like Japan. Guy, yeah, this guy just did not speak any English at all. But Google Translate, I never realized how good it was. It's actually really decent. There are a couple of wrong translations, but we were able to understand what he said, and he was able to understand us. Yeah, they weren't too wrong. Yeah, you know? and then the other uh, emergency we had was laundry, because what people, I don't think people realize this, is that if you're on the road for a long time, you can't just go and, and ask your hotel to do the laundry for you because it's way too expensive. We had, every time we go somewhere, we have to find a place to do laundry. Right now, uh, I'm sitting here in my pajamas and all my laundry is, we found a laundromat somewhere that will pick up the laundry for us. Yeah. Lucky boy. One of the things. Because I'm, I'm in my street clothes and I know that these are not going to get washed. Oh, uh, well, I don't know <laughs> if I'd be proud of that. Well, you know, it's okay. because I had, I had to bring down the laundry. That's yeah. besides the point. Aaron, you were saying something? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, one of the things that you can do as a tourist once you run out of clean clothes is you can ask your hotel if you're staying at one, um, if they work with any nearby laundry facilities. To wash and fold. To yeah. wash and fold. Right. You don't want to get dry clean because that's so expensive. That's the, only thing, that's the only thing they do on site and it's ridiculously expensive. You have to tell them, so what is a wash and fold, not dry clean, wash and fold right. place that you work with? Could you put me in touch with them? Can they come over and pick it up? Mm -hmm. And uh, you, I actually went down to and like, okay, so are there any like specific... Specific uh, things you want us to tell them about your laundry, like is there an item that can't be dried? And I give them all that information. It's just as good as your at-home washing and drying yeah. machines, but they'll do it for you. It's a lot cheaper than dry clean. Dry clean is useless, if I'm being honest. And, wow. and I want to add one more thing is that it's so much better than having to stop everything and go to a laundromat. There That's, are, well, that, yeah, after COVID, there really aren't any laundromats uh, anywhere. I mean, when we were in Qatar, in UAE, here. they didn't have yeah. laundromats. But, but there's a laundromat here, they and them by the way, it's a laundromat with cats, too. It's like a cat laundromat. Uh, you, know how, well, you know how cat cafes? They have cat laundromats here. I found it. that Maybe we should do that the next time. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, getting dry cleaning, and I want to put this into perspective for you, you get dry cleaning for professional suits that cannot be washed yes. and dried. If this is like getting your underwear dry and cleaned, like... Who, who no, does that? You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. So, so you always want to ask about wash and fold. Yeah, That's the it. moment you check in, you ask at the front desk, Bottom line. do you have a place that you work with that does wash yeah. and fold? And then you just get it done. It does take some time. The shortest that we've ever had it done, the quickest, has been like four or five hours. But um, the one that we're doing right now is going to take a whole day. No, the quickest we got it done with was three hours. No, okay. Ooh, remember really? when we went to Cock Bay? <gasps> yes, we went to Cock Bay, and the guy was able to do it very quickly. That was the quickest. That was the quickest. Yeah, yeah. that was because I I I'm screwed up. So, but but anyway, <laughs> okay, um, keep going. Okay, right. but also one other benefit of so one other benefit of uh, getting wash and fold. With an, uh, with an external laundry and using your hotel as an intermediary is that you don't have to spend as much time like going to a laundromat. 
Yes. Well, and also, uh, if you do that, you know that you're going to see your laundry again because there's no way they're going to disappoint the hotel. If you, they lose some an item of yours, uh, they're going to do whatever they can to get yeah. it fixed. Yeah. Going uh, to a fine. laundromat can be a very negative experience sometimes. <laughs> it can be dangerous. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, so I would say, you know, if you can get someone to handle it for you, especially while you're on vacation, because you want to have a good time when you're on a vacation, yeah, yeah. you don't want to, you know, dip in, uh, you know, go to some sort of laundromat where they take a currency you don't have and go through the frustration of uh, a million different problems. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't travel with Tide Pods or whatever. Yeah, it's the you know, coins. Are, that's the, the biggest issue. Yeah, no one's yeah. been no one's been keeping those as a sack since like 2016. Yeah, we don't even have any native currency on us right now. Yeah. And probably not An a good thing. Yeah. Another type of emergency that I wanted to I wanted Aiden to talk about is food emergency because oh, yeah. he's had to deal with lots of food emergencies and he's going to deal with one again today. Yes, tonight. Because, well, and that's because yeah. he he's on a different meal schedule than we are. Well, he he's a little bit of a pickier eater, mm -hmm. but sometimes you know he doesn't have any food he can eat. I'm just watching them speak for me right now. Do you want me to explain myself? No, 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 I don't need no. you to explain yourself. I just need you to explain how how is it that you solve these these meal emergencies. That's explaining myself. You basically asked me to explain myself. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uber Eats is a powerful tool. But sometimes Uber Eats doesn't exist in the country that you are going to. Like here. Like here. So I went actually um, on my way back from dropping off the laundry, which we just did beforehand. Um, I went to the concierge and I asked, hey, um, you speak Turkish. You can understand what this app is saying because it wasn't even in English. They, they don't even have an English option. And he went onto the app and did everything for me. I'm like, thank you so much. Um, and then I came back upstairs and now I can get food. So no more food emergency here. Yeah, you have to think about it. That's what I've been trying to get you guys to do is, is that you think about the meals uh, in advance of the meal actually becoming a pressing issue. So you, you um, think about where am I going to have dinner tonight or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and, and now yeah, I have and food. Now you have food. Now I have and food. That's good. I'm, I'm going to order it right after this. So we've reached the end of another uh, amazing Elliot Confidential amazing. podcast. It is an amazing yes, podcast. It is a valuable and experience. And now, uh, you know, and I, I think we've given people some very uh, useful information yes. about how to overcome some of the emergencies with connections and with food and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I do want to ask you guys, would you, based on what you know now, would you recommend coming to Istanbul? Or is this kind of a place where you just, you know, maybe... You, you come here on a stopover and then go to wherever the next place is. Ooh, that's an interesting question. I don't know yet. We've only been here for two days. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I'm, I'm not, I'm undecided. I like what I've seen so far, though. Yeah, I, I, I like it. You know what? Maybe it's like the euphoria of leaving South Africa because <laughs> I am very happy about that. But I'll tell you what, I have liked a lot of what I've, I've seen. Like, because... It looks like a nice busy city, but also safe at the same time. That's not something you find everywhere. Usually when it's a busy city, busy city equals danger. But here, not so much. Yeah, I like that. It's a lot safer than other places that we've been. I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> South Africa. <laughs> Cape Town. <clears throat> yeah. That was a very convincing cough there, Aaron. Yeah, yeah so you like yeah. that? Kailicha. Okay. Kailicha. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see you, we'll see you guys next week. Well, you reached the end of another amazing Elliot Confidential podcast. We are off to experience more of Turkey and we'll report back next week. 
Safe travels, everyone. Yep. See you next time. Love you. Ciao.